I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this is the Always the Critic podcast where a couple friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Happy anniversary to Jurassic Park, by the way. 30 years. 30 years. I can't believe it. Wow. I can't believe we're that old. My favorite movie. Yeah, it is. That's your favorite pretty movie. Much, I mean, yeah. it pretty much is because anytime we have a conversation about our favorite movies, that is one that you always bring up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Staple. It's a staple. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. So uh, I love the movie. It's definitely in my top 10 of all time. Easy. Um, and easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Easy. And what what's so great about that movie is that the CGI somehow holds up 30 years later. Well, we'll talk about CGI extensively, I guess, in this episode. <laughs> exactly. Now, before we talk about today's movie, if this is your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. If you like us, go ahead and give us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars goes a long way for us. Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at AlwaysCriticPod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please consider becoming a patron. It's a great way for you to get involved and show your support and get a bunch of extra content for as little as $2 a month. You can check out the page on Patreon.com slash AlwaysCriticPod. And we want to shout out our patrons Curtis Bale, Cindy CD, Alana Grace, Lorna Lee, Sammy, and Caitlin. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much for being supporters. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about the latest installment in the Transformers franchise. That is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Jessica, tell us what it's about. IMDb synopsis reads, during the 90s, a new faction of Transformers, the Maximals, join the Autobots as allies in the battle for Earth. Very succinct. Very to the point. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, the movie what is much so, is there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could say that about almost all of them. Uh, so uh, the movie is directed by Stephen uh, Capel Jr. It's written by Joby Harold, Darnell Mateer, and Josh Peters. The movie stars, and I'm going to go through the humans first, uh, Anthony Ramos, uh, Dominique Fishback, Luna Lauren Velez, Dean Scott Vasquez, Dean Scott Vasquez. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a name. Uh, Toby and Uh I hope uh, I got that right. Wigwe, I think. Wigwe. Probably yeah. Wigwe. Probably then is silent. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sarah Styles. And then coming in on the voice acting, <laughs> uh, we got Peter Cullen. He returns as Optimus Prime. We have Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal. The Ron Perlman. The Ron Perlman. Uh, Peter Dinklage as Scourge. Michelle Yeoh as Eraser, <laughs> Pete Davidson as Mirage. Uh, and then we have a slew of names that uh, we can talk about later on um, once we actually reference them, if we do, in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this movie itself, Jessica, let us know. How did it do with the box office and with the critics? I think it did respectable numbers at the box office. $61.04 million domestic opening and not much more worldwide, $79.9 million worldwide since opening. Bumblebee, for reference, in 2018, made $21.6 million opening weekend. Yes. A, a small number compared to its predecessors. Like, the Transformers movies usually do numbers, especially overseas. Uh, and this weekend, 
it edged out Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Right. That was the big thing. Was that was the pushed big out Spider-Man from top movie. Yeah. And not by much, uh, by $5 million. It was, it was pretty close. So the drop off for sp- across the Spider-Verse was not that big. I would not be surprised if we were to look at the box office numbers next week and Spider-Man's back above uh, Transformers in the box office standings. Oh, yeah. Above you know what I mean? Transformers, but not above the, the next movie. Right. N- not above the next movie that's coming out, which is The Flash. It's not going to be that, but it'll... Mm-hmm. Transformers will it'll definitely come ahead. under Exactly. Spider-Man. Exactly. That's what I, I predict. Uh, so when it comes to critics, 52% critic score 91% audience score that is a huge difference we were just talking about a movie that you seem to like yesterday it was what is it a rom-com and it had a 19% run rotten tomatoes oh score. uh just go with it just go with it yeah I, I am a fan of that movie I it's Adam Sandler Jennifer Aniston Nicole Kidman um <laughs> Dave Matthews <laughs> Yes. Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. I was waiting for the reaction. Yes, Dave Matthews. Picks up oh a coconut God. with his ass. Uh <laughs> I well, that's where the 19% comes in. That's where the 19% comes in. So, yeah. now in my head, I think this movie's 40% better than you know, <laughs> then just go with it. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> okay. Really more like 30, but Right. It's not that much better. Um, According to the critics and census, thanks to some genuine human drama between the set pieces and palpable affection for the title characters, Transformers Rise of the Beasts is one of the franchise's more enjoyable outings. I can agree with that last part. I don't know if I would say the first part, genuine human drama, is all there. But um, (laughs) let's go ahead and let's give our thoughts... Jessica, what do you think about Transformers Rise of the Beasts? I thought it was so funny and enjoyable. <laughs> and I am not a Transformers gal. I think I've watched maybe two Transformers movies in total. I actively block them. Okay. <laughs> like I'm always just like Heisman with the with the Transformers oh my movies. Heisman. I do not Yeah. I think that they are really just a Michael Bay vehicle that has just gone off-roading for many years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pun intended, and on um, every pun. Um, I think the first Transformers movie is amazing. I love the first Transformers movie. Oh yeah, so do I. The but this movie is pretty good. It's Ooh. stupid. Oh yeah, it's like stupid. no no way Very around stupid. that, but. I was very entertained. It was very easy to follow. I really liked the characters. Anthony Ramos making a comeback after the whole scandal mm. with his, what was it, fiance or wife that he cheated on? I can't remember. Yep. Even has a song. The song yeah. that was on TikTok and people yep. were. Villano. Oh, Dios mío. Um, For those who don't know, villain. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Song why don't you and jump in? personal thing aside, you found it enjoyable. Yeah. I thought it was it's enjoyable too. It's a too. popcorn flick. Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure. You just turn your brain off and go to the movie. If you like the Fast franchise, you will like this movie. 
Yeah, I think there's some similarities there. I think they there. are on the same wavelength know, road. Road. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, so I I found myself in this of two minds as the movie was going on because there were moments where I'm like, Talk to me. oh, this this is enjoyable. I, I really like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then there's mm-hmm. other moments where I was like, what the hell is this movie doing? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like it, it really swerves left and right. Yes. And the you know, car you, puns just keep them oh, going. It's it's <laughs> it's. It's a runaway train. I mean, it's everything because they, they have all types of vehicles now at this point. Oh, I know. Um, so I I did enjoy the aspect of visiting like 1990s New York with Ramos's character. You yes. Know, the soundtrack. I mean, they were really throwing it in your face like this oh. is 1990s. Oh, yeah, it was. You know? Uh, there's it's one heavy-handed. moment that we'll talk about in spoilers <laughs> that I just laughed out loud that they included in the movie, which was funny. Um, I liked the interaction of the human characters. Uh, fun, enjoyable to go along with. Obviously, you're trying to give stakes to the lead. Uh, in this case, Anthony Ramos's character by having uh, you know, a brother who he cares for, a family that he cares after. Uh, so overall fun, but... Again, I I feel like this movie is not it doesn't have enough of the heart that Bumblebee had and it doesn't have enough of the action that some of the Michael Bay movies had. So it's okay. like toned I, down in both. So first of all, I like Bumblebee, but I don't love Bumblebee. And I'm not sure if that's a hot take or not. We have a really old review for bumblebee on the patreon feed i believe Mm -hmm. it's archived on on the patreon Patreon feed yeah and you can hear my raw thoughts after watching that movie but i again wasn't impressed as much as you you were right i was impressed yes i was like it's fine and i perfectly adequate i think and i still believe this i still think that it is the second best transformers movie Okay, bitch, no, because I think this is the best, second best Transformers movie. Uh, this is close. This is close. We're okay. We're talking about yeah. like it's Snickers versus Twix here. Like, it's basically the same. Oh, okay. No, crap. no, 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 no. Stop it. Exactly. Did you just say Snickers and Twix? Yes, I did. No, Snickers is a, a vastly this superior is, candy. No. To Twix. <laughs> First of all, Twix I think every people day, who day. say Twix is the best. You need to re-examine yourself because this I is have, ridiculous. Okay, so this is the biggest tangent, but you need to relax with that Snickers shit that gets all up in your teeth and no, tastes no, nasty oh, okay. with the caramel. No, get out of here. No, you can need to get out of here. Snickers anyway, is the best Anyway, this is the last candy. episode of Always the Critic Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, what I mean to say yes. is this is all trash right like this is not high art this is not cinema scorsese style like we're talking about really dumb sort of easy to watch family flicks and they're you don't have to think hard about them it's all just served up for you and i think what's maybe the problem is you're touching on it that this is this doesn't have michael bay's fingerprints on it Right. For better and for worse. I think it for better. I think for better as well. Oh, okay. So I thought you meant it as an issue. No, what I mean to say, though, I think that 
because his hand is not in it for the action, I think like you're missing something because you're missing the explosions. You're missing the slow mo action shot of some like heavy lift helicopter. That is true. With smoke going through the propeller, like I. I know what you're missing. Right. So I think people do go into these movies of like, hey, I just want to see a couple of robots fighting each other. And I want to see things explode. <laughs> so if if that's what you're in it for, maybe you're not as satisfied as with the Bay movies. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, I also think feel about like, this And this is my sister brought this up. She was like, this feels like an Avengers movie because of the way that the plot sort of shakes out. Mm, I see what you're saying. Well, everything feels like it has to be interconnected with something else. And it will get into a very specific moment. I mean, I'm talking like a portal with aliens trying to get through. Like, yeah. that's straight like Avengers. Yeah, it is. It is. So, yeah. Not so, to spoil this movie, but anyway, that's. What but we're that doing. happens in this movie. That happens too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think that overall, I still had a good time. Uh, this is one of those movies you go, you have fun, and then you forget it as soon as you walk out of the theater. You know, I love just... Pete Davidson as Mirage, and I don't, I, I don't know how to feel because <laughs> I. So we're watching the movie. Me and my sister are watching the movie, and I'm going. I really like this character. Who is this voice? I can't figure it out. And my sister's like, "This, I can't figure it out. Who is it? Who is it?" We look it up after. She's like. Pete Davidson. I couldn't clock it either. Right. I was having the hardest time. I don't know how it, either one it's of us didn't clock fascinating. it. Fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> Just <laughs> hearing him like say all these <laughs> things. Um, your mileage may vary with Pete Davidson for those listening. Like, but I think like he's funny and and he's talented. Like, there's there's really? a talent there. I think there is. <laughs> It's not like this over-the-top thing that you'll find with uh, Will Ferrell or any like other SNL alum. It's definitely more subdued, for sure. But he's mm. a funny guy. He's funny. I think so too. I think so. I think he's growing on me because I don't like the persona. I, I see what you're of Pete Davidson. The persona of the Pete persona Davidson. of Pete Davidson. Even though like sources say he's the sweetest guy all this stuff and how can he bag all these wonderful ladies in hollywood and beyond if he doesn't have some sort of charm right or something else anyway i don't like the persona of pete davidson so whenever he's in a movie and he thrills me i'm like whoa pete davidson who knew (laughs) but apparently everybody else apparently else has figured it out yeah (laughs) also one of the best snl sketches that i keep rewatching uh the one with timothee Oh yes, 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 and they <laughs> you, you never, never loved. loved me, mom. <laughs> and Questlove like smacks the hell out of him. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is fantastic. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, so I think uh, voice acting wise, you uh, obviously we couldn't tell it was Pete Davidson, so we um, you know. So I think, but Michelle Yeoh, I could tell right away. Yeah, that one was super obvious. I was like, get that bag, Michelle. Get it. Yo, exactly. You got your Oscar. Yeah. Go get your money. Go get the money. Exactly. Don't look back. Don't, Don't look, look back, back at us. Exactly. Just keep keep going. Uh, so overall, enjoyable film. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before we get into spoilers? Uh, no, let's get into spoilers. All right. So we're going to go ahead and talk about. Oh, wait, spoil- what's our what's our grade? What yeah, let's let's do the grade. I almost forgot. So no, no, I did forget. OK, go ahead. Let me give it a C. 
Got it. I I actually ended up at a B minus. The fuck? So how, wait, so why so am I, I the like one it a little defending bit more than the movie? You. How is that possible? Okay, weird. That is weird. Weird. I must like it more than you. That I guess I don't know. Okay, let's get into spoilers. Well, let's see. Okay, uh, spoilers for Transformers: Rise of the Beast right after this. The greatest trick, Houston. We have a problem. I am the father. I see dead people. The devil ever pulled. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Was convincing the world. You can't handle the truth. He didn't exist. Oh, what's in the box? All right, so let's talk about spoilers for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Um, so somewhere inside, there's a giant gorilla transformer, and they Optimus named Primal. him Optimus Primal at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Fucking A plus plus right there! <laughs> like this is gonna <laughs> be a good ass movie." Um, what did you think of the? I have never. So let me preface this by saying, I have not seen any transformers animated movie have never purchased a transformer toy from hasbro the list goes on but have you no i (laughs) i'm just strictly a movies guy for a minute like sure like i know that there was transformers animated show and movie back in the day right right. and there was a show beast wars back in the day as well but i never i never got into it at all so so I was talking to our friend Danny Brigham, yes. who has been on the show many years back. He's a huge fan of Transformers, and he grew up watching all the Transformers stuff and would buy the toys and went into the theater to watch like the animated movies and stuff that would come out. Mm. And we were talking about the movie, and he had not seen it yet. And he was like, oh, so-and-so's in it? And we're like, yes! <laughs> and he was explaining some stuff to us, and it made a lot of... Not a lot of sense, but it was just... They're taking this from this huge lineage that Transformers has. So this isn't like brand new material. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, these Maximals have been around and (laughs) he knew our friend Danny was like, yeah, Optimus Primal. He was named after Optimus Prime and they came later. And I was like, yes, exactly. Like he knew the whole lore. He knew the whole lore. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, it's always good to find someone who who knows all about this stuff. I know. Obviously, we do not, but we're no. coming at it from just the movie aspect. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. so, um, okay. So, yes, we have that. We have that entire opening sequence. Uh, you know where they're trying to get the key to go back to Cybertron, and <laughs> it gets broken. So then, you know, they are not able to. I'm trying to I'm trying to like piece it together because it's a lot of just like about? stuff that it just didn't get broken. You. They were trying to. Um, oh no, it didn't. It, it, save it from scourge. Right, that is and true. They, we were t- the giant robot that looks like a flying orb in space, and it's the side of a planet, and it eats the planets and stuff. So all that, those are the villains, and scourge is Peter Dinklage's character. Yes, he is. So doing like a relay to try and get this um, thing off planet. Right. So, so that's how the movie kind of opens up. Right. And then we skip to 1994. So my question is, which I'm just forming this question in my head, is Optimus Primal... Oh, never mind. There were two Optimus, like two gorillas at the beginning. Right. There were. One got 
bequeathed, you know, Optimus Primal the name and then exactly. shot off into space with the other animal transformers. But one stayed behind. Exactly. Okay, sorry. I was like, how did the gorilla get to Earth? And I was like, oh, wait, there are yeah, two I was, <laughs> I was having a bit of a hard time, and then I realized that, yeah, one of them stayed. Okay. So Never mind. Yeah. So now we have that answered. Uh, 1994 rolls around. New York skyline with the Twin Towers. Oh, when I, when I saw the Twin Towers, it did something to me. Did yeah. it do something to you, too? It, it, it's still weird to see it. It is so impresionante. Like, I was like, <gasps> I got tensed up. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's still something about yeah, it when yeah. you see it there. Right. That's just. Uh, then we see the inside of an apartment that just basically exploded with the 90s in it. Uh, yeah, somebody just like vomited up a Radio Shack or something. My in goodness. There. Every single wrap tape that you can think <laughs> of uh, going on. Uh, giant Puerto Rican flag. Oh, of course. Which I was like, yep, of course there a Puerto Rican's going to have it. <laughs> <laughs> right in their wall. If you told me they were Puerto Rican and they didn't have a flag in their room, I would I would be like something's wrong. Yeah, they obviously the the makers of the movie do not know Puerto Rican also, culture. Also in New York, in oh, New yeah. York, in New York, please, all places. Come please. on, <laughs> exactly. So, so so we have a New Year weekend. The intro shot of Anthony Ramos was absolutely uncalled for. He looked way too attractive, and there was. <laughs> Telling you how it is, like Rigo's like, oh, eyebrow shot up. Okay. And there's no reason for them to put him in a wife beater with a backward cap. Like I can't defend against a backward cap. Ah. I feel like I've said this before, but I can't. The backward cap does it the, for you. My God. So they had him in the snapback or whatever. And what what is he doing? Welding something? He's like welding one of those cable boxes to get illegal cable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, the yeah that's what episode. he's doing. <laughs> which is exactly what you would imagine in the 90s somebody doing like getting some getting a hookup for their friend for free cable so <laughs> uh but he's trying to go on the straight and narrow he's trying to get a job uh, so i'm gonna skip ahead because i yeah. love the chasing of him in the car yes and the car's driving itself yeah yeah let's skip where that we need to is skip. yes where i was like "Ooh, this is a good part yeah not uh, ironically, it's a good part. It's a good part. You you really enjoyed that. I think it's it's a great chasing. Yeah. Uh, and then I like when Mirage splits up, and then there's different versions of Ramos in the different cars. One of them yes. throwing up the bird. Uh, the other one's just driving really cool. Uh, and he's just like not even grabbing the wheel. He's like shell shocked. This man yeah. doesn't know what to do. So, uh, yeah, a very enjoyable scene all the way through, and. Yeah. And then I like we, when the cop tells him to like stop or something. Yeah. He says like pull over and he's like help me like he doesn't even <laughs> doesn't acknowledge that he's not driving. He's just like help at this point. Yeah, at this point there's nothing else he can do. Uh we we meet the different Autobots. Uh so we see the, there's always the slow mo sh- not even slow mo but just their shot of Optimus changing from the semi into optimus there's every movie has to give us that like from a different angle the do very you, like do, 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 like it takes forever do you feel like the first movie still has the best transformation sequence of optimus mm, that's a good question i think it i think might. it does i think it does um 
I mean, they're and so invested so in making still. it. Yeah, they, they were so invested in making it look so cool because Optimus is like the character from Transformers, obviously. Yeah. So they have to nail that. Um, and I don't know if it's me, but I feel like the semi truck has gotten a little pared down as the movies have gone on. Well, in this case, he's oh, a 90s. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's wheeler. what it is. Yeah. Not 18 wheeler, but. A semi yeah, truck. Yeah, semi. Yeah. And he's a little busted up and worse for wear. So that's why he looks pretty run down compared to the mid 2000s Transformers. Did he get a paint job? Yeah, because he was. Do that's you remember when he be... pulled up in the, what was that, 06 or something? Yeah, the first yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like a royal blue. Yes. With the red detailing and stuff. Just like shiny he looked fire. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, he like, looked like he was on. He was in a body shop. He was in a body yeah. shop for sure. Yeah, he had Before work done for sure. <laughs> he had for work sure. Done. He did. <laughs> he did in all senses. <laughs> so uh, this is where we get the um, the plot going, where they need a human to come over to help them out to get this key that's at uh, Ellis Island. It looks like mm-hmm. uh, they're doing There's research a museum on Ellis Island. Right. That's uh, I fully expected wonder woman to pop out i don't know why i'm just conditioned if i see like a really immaculate looking lab or museum space i'm like where's gal gadot (laughs) (laughs) i literally that's how i feel gotcha that's how i feel it's it's irrational maybe but i don't care like i still derived joy from just thinking that she could be there she could be there so in the this 90s is, come on right so this is where we meet uh dominic uh dominique fishback's character uh, she is like i don't understand her character or, at all. or something for she's a, an intern but yeah. why are they consulting her it for dating no and finding the origins of these artifacts that were stolen and then were t- they were recovered by the FBI and they were like, where is this from? Who this is kind this? of feels like one of those instances where it's the intern that does all the work. and But it doesn't make sense. I know. That an know. intern would know more than the museum curator. I, I'm not the one that works there. So I, I think that they were trying to go for the race thing because the white lady was basically taking credit for everything that Dominique was doing or Elena was mm. doing. But they didn't even overtly say that. No. It was just, but it honestly, it didn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense that it does not make sense because if the intern was never there, how long has she been an intern? Where did she study? That, what does she have credentials? Does well, she, just, she like, definitely studied in New York because she said she never left Brooklyn. Right, she never left Brooklyn. Or she brought the Bronx. She's never left New York, so she definitely went to school in New York. It just sure. was not sitting I, well with me. I totally get it. Like the academia thing, where she's just an expert at everything. <laughs> uh, and I, some and might I, call that a Mary Sue. And I, <laughs> and I get it. It's a movie about so alien robots that come to Earth. This isn't the point that I should probably be saying bullshit on, but it really irked me. So anyway, moving on. Moving on. All right. So this is where we finally get a convergence of the good guys and the bad guys. I didn't like this battle. No, 
because it's like in the bad. dark because of course well it's at night in front of the museum and yeah they blow up some of the museum i think i was more invested with anthony ramos and dominique trying to get out of the museum period with those mm-hmm. two like mini transformers going yeah. after them because it was actually a couple of parts where they did pretty good jump scares yeah and i was did. like oh okay this is good at the well, end of the I, day they were useless because oh oh over completely like, useless. nothing they got yeah. no one and nothing but yeah. at the beginning you don't know that you think oh these oh. are menacing uh, <laughs> <laughs> right but the battle that's raging outside between the optimus prime group and the evil robots i, I don't give a shit about there was nothing mm-hmm. really compelling about that. They're just flame throwing each other. And You're right, exactly. They do get a p. They do get what they think is the key, but it turns out it's half of a key. It's half the key. Right. Yes, very convenient that it's half the key. So then, only one half of an infinity stone. <laughs> so then we get um, them conferencing and basically saying, <laughs> "I think I know where the other key is." This is Dominique, who's like, "It's in Peru." Oh yeah, this because is great. Because I I learned that this uh these artifacts and these symbols, the only other place they were at was in Homegirl was using dial up for an afternoon. Yeah. To get this info and I was like there is no way that she was able to pinpoint this. Like, you know, I've lived through the 90s, so I a lot of the 90isms Exactly. were just Doesn't make not, sense. Yeah, doesn't make sense. <laughs> Even now, like, you would have a hard time doing that stuff. Right. <laughs> so why they all need to go to Peru, I don't understand. Doesn't make sense why they enlist the humans' help. But I will say this. The balls <laughs> on Noah to basically tell Optimus, hey, you couldn't even protect your own world, so <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we get to Peru. We get a moment where we see uh, a basically a van. That speaks with a Spanish accent. And then Ramos is trying to interact with him in Spanish. Doesn't know yes. Spanish. It's like, His name is Cristo Fernandez. Yes. He, he plays Will Jack. If you watch Ted Lasso. Danny Rojas. He uh, has the best head of hair I've ever seen. Oh, it's fantastic. I have ever seen. Not the robot. The no, guy, no. The, the real act- the actor. actor <laughs> uh, Cristo uh, Fernandez. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You need you need to watch Ted Lasso, by the way. I I don't. Yes, I don't. you do. Yes, I you do. just watch a supercut of Cristo. Like, I'm just fine. saying you should watch it. You should watch <laughs> the show. Anyway, uh, so now the stakes are they need to find the other half of the key, uh, and so only so then the humans go off to go look for it. I don't know why they go alone. They don't really explain why they go alone. Um, uh, oh, because I think I know would, why. There's like an entire festival going on. And so to not yeah, draw attention. Correct. They sneak the humans in. But like yeah. their cars are like parked <laughs> in the alleyways. <laughs> it just a giant semi truck and all this. So not exactly so conspicuous. Yeah. Uh, And then. Wait, Bumblebee died. Yes. Let's take a step back. Sorry about that. I almost I, forgot this. Yeah. Because I again, like, I was just like, big. he doesn't really die but uh, sure no, he's dead but not dead dead right so yeah in the battle in front of the ellis island museum uh scourge basically electrifies him to the point where he's just dead 
Uh, I think he stabbed him too. Yeah, he stabbed him uh, and then he it was electrocuted like a double him. Homicide thing. And then yeah. he took off his nameplate, his Transformers nameplate. He took off his logo. Symbol. Yeah. To Dang. really emphasize that I killed Because he's a headhunter. Exactly. So Bumblebee's put out of commission for most of the movie. Right. We'll get back to that. Uh, and let me let me go here. What is your favorite part going from here on? Okay, Bumblebee coming back. Because when Bumblebee comes back, back. It, it, to me, feels like the equivalent of four beaming down in a lightning with a new hammer. Yes. That's it, what that felt like. Oh, you know what it also felt like? It felt like, um, remember Ready Player One? And Ready Player One, okay. At the end in that big battle, and then uh, the kid finally comes out in the uh, Gundam robot, and he's like huh. jumping out of the plane, and yes. like he comes out, and it's like a three minute thing. He only has three minutes with this robot, and it kind of felt that way where he was just taking out everything. It was so, fantastic. It was. Yeah. Bumblebee just kicking ass. But kind of leads to the question like, who's more powerful? Is it Bumblebee or is it Optimus Prime? Like, well, uh, they. That question, <laughs> I have questions. Optimus after was this going movie. through it in this movie. He definitely was. Like that man was having a hard time. Well, that machine was having a hard time, <laughs> uh, being a leader, um, trusting people. Yep. He obviously wasn't doing it, and to the point that even Optimus Primal was like a little disappointed with <laughs> yeah, the fact like, that he was not named the Optimus after. Prime that I thought was gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Damn, cut him some slack, man. They're stranded." They are stranded on Earth, yeah. and but uh, okay. Here's another anyway, thing I want to so talk about. So the Bumblebee scene, great, great. One thing I want to talk about though is what, what? <laughs> is our boy Anthony Ramos after Mirage dies in the Iron Man think, suit. What was this? What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, I was like, get out of here, bro. What are we doing? Mirage was like, well, you they had the this wheel. emotional send off because Mirage sacrifices himself to save Anthony Ramos's character, and Anthony Ramos is pinned down, and he sees Mirage's face, like the life leave his body, and two seconds later, he's like, oh, like stirs, and he's like, oh my god, you're back, Mirage, and he says, yeah, but I'm gonna need you to to take the driver's seat. I'm gonna and need you to take the wheel. He puts on Mirage's corpse. I don't even know what's going on there, but it turns into an Iron Man suit, full on. Yeah, and this man is like Iron Man. I didn't like it. No, I checked out. I mean, I was like, as much get as out you here, can bro. check out from this movie. I was like, get out of here, bro. Yeah, it's, yeah, didn't like it as much. Ugh. It, it, that was so weird. Um. Obviously, the entire third sequence is this huge, you know, battle of You CGI. didn't like when Optimus Primal went Maximals Maximize? I screamed. That was really good. That I was good. Screamed. I screamed. I do wish. You know what? I wish we would have gotten a little more time with the Maximals. Like, we didn't get enough of, like, each one. Like, obviously, we got uh, Optimus Primal, and we got a little bit of Air... Uh, air... Air... Air Razor. Air Razor. But then the other two were kind of short-changed. Like, we the know The Rhino and the Cheetah, no, no one gave nothing. a shit about because they'd had no lines, they had no personality. I mean, I think the Cheetah had more lines than the Rhino. Right. Exactly. And I but. think the Rhino is pretty popular, like, at least among people who like Beast Wars and stuff. So, oh. 
the fact that got almost no lines. So I wish they would have been a little more there if we're going to do that. Um, I, I, I need to jump to the end here. Do it. Okay, so... <laughs> they okay. win, it's over. Yes. Okay, what's what's the ending you want to talk about? Anthony goes to a job interview, and he thinks it's for one thing, and then there was like this audible kind of like gasp in my theater. I don't know about your theater. Okay, no reaction in my No theater. reaction at all no. to the guy. Yeah, right? to the interview. Because dude. when the guy comes around and they show his face, like the interviewer, like there were like some people like, oh, oh. and I was just the like, The way that they this? shot it made it seem like he was somebody we should know. And maybe he is, and I'm not thinking of it, but um, so then they're offering him a job. Well, first they're saying, we're going to take care of your brother. He don't. He, no, it was like a whole thing because yeah. he said, your resume is a little thin. And he's like, oh, well, I just had a job in Peru, overseas, an international job. He's like, oh, tell me about that. So he gives broad strokes of Peru. And he goes, what about your friends? And starts talking about as if he knew everything. Everything. About what happened in the Transformers, that, that their existence and everything. And he was like, what is this? What's going on? Then he reveals. He reveals that they know everything. It's a government. It's a government. Under the radar agency. Yep. And, and they want him. His brother will never need uh, to ask for money for doctors again. He's going to get the best professionals. And they want to offer him a job. He gives him a card. The door, like the wall, like opens up. And there's like a entire warehouse of like different things going on. <laughs> and then Ramos flips the card. And it says, G.I. Joe. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. I was like, get the fuck out of here with that. Because I had no idea that that was going to happen. Of course, there are two Hasbro toys, for lack of a better word, properties nowadays. And when he flipped that thing over and I said G.I. Joe, I was like, no, they did not. No, they did uh, exactly. not with this crossover. I they're both Hasbro, but that doesn't mean that we needed to do this. I <laughs> mean we needed to do this (laughs) that was insane it was wild that was like i could not believe that they did that i couldn't believe it that to me was insane so what are they trying to do does that mean that they're going to like put together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. transformers and gi joes together 100 percent Oh my goodness. I can't And the last G.I. Joe movie, we saw it. It was Snake Eyes. Yeah. God awful movie. Terrible movie. Terrible. Oh my gosh. Ooh, good luck with that one. Oh my God. So that was the latest G.I. Joe movie. I don't even know what they're going to do there. What do you do with that? I don't know, but I think they they think Anthony Ramos is bankable. (sighs) It tells me that they think the Transformers and Anthony Ramos are bankable together. In a G.I. Joe spinoff or meetup crossover, whatever you want to call it. Do you think he is a star? Yes, I do. Okay. Mostly because <laughs> the In the Heights movie was so great. In the Heights was great. It was. That's true. And I just saw a clip the other day on TikTok and I can't get over the song. Vanessa. That song. Mm-hmm. Yep. That one's um 
Like right after El Apagón. Yes. That's a, anyway. That is El Apagón. This is very specific. But anyway, I do anyway. feel like he's a bankable star. Okay. It, it's just the wrong... I don't understand the franchise, maybe. Like I said, I'm not that close with Transformers. Or G.I. Joe, for that matter. There is charisma there, and I think he's super talented. I just don't know if, like, hitching your wagon to Transformers slash G.I. Joe is, like, what you want to do. Hmm. It just feels... I feel like this should be a one-off for him. Like, he should not be, like, Oh, so you want it to be, like, the Haley Steinfeld where it's, like, one done. Yeah, I I don't want to see him stuck with Transformers, you know? And G.I. Joe. And G.I. Joe. Like, because I, I don't think the, look, we said it at the beginning, these movies are enjoyable, but forgettable and you have fun with them. And that's pretty much it. Like there's nothing that it's not a long-term relationship, right? You don't get (laughs) any type of these movies are one night social cachet (laughs) with them. Wow. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, I will You're go with your phrasing. You're talking about social cachet. We'll go with your phrasing. So, you don't think that? Well, I mean, both of us feel like if you star in a G.I. Joe movie, maybe it's just a career suicide. For the most part, you'll probably make it out alive from a Transformers movie. But <laughs> wasn't Tatum in G.I. Joe? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, I think the first and he one. it barely like it, it left a dent on him. Right, like it's not like even The Rock not, tried to resuscitate that and nothing, and it didn't work. So I mean, The Rock has tried to resuscitate a lot of things. And that's it a good point. Work. So one that I will say he did successfully, I will say, is uh, Jumanji. Oh, get out. I am such a huge fan of the original. I know. No, don't get me wrong. The original is great. That these movies are just passable to me. I really enjoy them. My I really God. do. What? This is the episode where we're just disagreeing left and right. Yeah. I mean, again, Jumanji, the original, amazing, classic. I just happen to like these new ones too. So, anyway. Okay. Anyway, so that's the end of the movie is this sucker punch with the G.I. Joe. I was laughing out of my seat, basically. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, I was I was beside They could have been like, pause the movie and be like, what do you think is on the other side of the card? And I would have been like, I don't know. Like, I would have given 10 different answers and never would have said G.I. Joe. Gotcha. Oh, oh my Lord. goodness. Okay. Anyway, that's it. That's that the is movie. it. That is the movie. That is our thoughts on Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Uh, I would say if you're thinking about watching it, but not like, oh, do I need to watch it now? No, you can. You can wait. You, you can, can wait, but also it's hella fun. Yeah. So if you like watching movies that are action filled, explosions and stuff just for fun, yeah, check it out in the theater. Also, if you're a fan of the Michael Bay-isms, like lens flares and these shots from way down below looking up at characters (laughs) and these swooping shots of air, like, you know, like he's in the helicopter with a camera and just flying all over the place, Americana, iconography, 
and wild ass explosions and shit. Like that's all Michael Bay. That's not this movie. That is not. You're right. So yeah, that has been our review. Uh, if you watch the movie and have other thoughts about it, let us know on social media at Always Critic Pod. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. If you haven't subscribed to our show yet, go ahead and do that now on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. If you've done all that so far, that means you're a fan. And if you are a fan, go ahead and check us out on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. You can become a patron and show support for the show. You could be like our other patrons. So check us out once again, patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. Next week. We are going to be talking about the latest DC movie, mm-hmm. The Flash. I don't. Ooh. I still don't know how to feel about this. Neither do I, but we'll give it a good old college try here. Yes, we will. So uh, that is going to be our episode next week. Uh, but as far as this episode, that is over and that is it. I'm Rico. And I'm Jessica. And this has been the Always the Critic podcast.